Hi, Patrick here. Thank you so much for listening to Oh, I Haven't Seen That. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that I my heart goes out to the people of Lebanon and to the city of Beirut, and I would like to encourage anyone listening to go to the Lebanese Red Cross and donate any money you can, any amount helps. The link to that will be in the bio for the episode. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Anytime anyone asks, hey, have you ever seen this very famous film? All I can say is no, I haven't seen that. Wow, wow. In the first minute of today's episode, I have already deafened our guest with that amazing, beautiful, chart-topping theme song. Oh, wow. Welcome to today's episode episode of Oh, I Haven't Seen That. I'm your host, Patrick Howard. Um, this is the podcast where I watch famous films that I've never seen before for unknown reasons we don't really know this podcast was brought to you by the simple fact that I realized in these past few months of quarantine that being proud of having never seen something a lot of other people have seen in love is not a personality trait so here we are um I have a giant ulcer on one of my lips so speaking is quite the um what would you call it um sport today I had a voice lesson earlier and it was what critics are calling painful and bad. Okay, so let's go ahead and bring our guest in. She is a New York native, although one time early in our friendship, she got us off the six train three stops early and we had to walk far-ish. She is an actor, dancer, Coca-Cola enthusiast who graduated from and one time she sat a cast member of Glee at the restaurant she worked at and she said that they didn't tip. Put your ears together for Crystal Into. I can't believe you remembered that. Oh, it's really nice though. It's ingrained in my head, especially because it's not the cast member you think it would be. (laughs) Because I think we all, I think we all remember her name. I know her name. We can't say it. Um, <laughs> what if she's a future guest? <laughs> she's listening. We can't, you know, can't call um, it. Actually, this like podcast that. is famous within the Glee community. <laughs> naturally, naturally. Um, Crystal, how are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm having an interesting morning. Uh, your morning started with the film we're discussing today. Well, that yeah. and, and mel- a melatonin thing. I took a melatonin at 2.45 this morning. Um, so I woke up around... The best time uh, to take a melatonin. <laughs> when you've already been trying to sleep for a few hours, and then you're like, this oh is God. not working. I need aid. Well, truth be told, like, I wasn't trying to sleep. I was fully, like, awake watching Sims 4 build videos. Oh, of course. And then Absolutely. I was like, I should go to bed. And so I didn't want to put myself through the stress of tossing and turning. So I just popped a melee and called it a night uh that's gonna be my that's gonna be my first single off my album papa melly Mm, can't sleep at night papa melly my body starts to feel like jelly then i go to sleep don't make a peep because i am medically asleep (laughs) 
I'm going to block you <laughs> and report you. Uh, okay. Um, I was going to, I last night downloaded Headspace because I've been having ah. trouble sleeping. And then I ended up not needing it because I was actually genuinely tired because I had a voiceover class last night that was so, hate to say it, dull that I was starting to, it's normally really exciting. I don't know why last, not exciting, but like, cause it's voiceover, but it's like entertaining. But for some reason last night's went on for what felt like millenniums. <laughs> Like by the end, I was truly falling asleep and was like, I need this shit to end. And then the teacher was like, I think we're going to end like 15 minutes early. And I was like, maybe I do believe in God. What, what, what's the usual time length of the class? It starts at seven and goes until 930. Oh, that's not bad at all. Wait, but like 7 p.m. till 930 p.m.? No, 7 a.m. Honestly, I would accept that (laughs) over 7 p.m. Yeah, no, it goes to 7 p.m to 9:30 p.m. And it's just people like it's just people like reading copy so it kind of loses it's like fun after. It's just people being like goldfish are the best snack in my household because they don't have any preservatives or unnatural flavors. Goldfish, the snack that smiles back. When I say that's a copy I literally read last night in class. I automatically just like jump to animations when you say voiceover and we I'm do, just like oh like you're pretending to be Mildred Jojo. <laughs> we, do, we do some of that as well. I've been working on my Eugene Levy impression for the class. Oh how's that going? Um, I'll do it for you. Do you know Eugene Levy's like voice? Not particularly. It's not amazing. <sighs> okay now David. Now 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 Alex Alexis Stevie, now what are we supposed to do for the towels at the motel? You've never watched Shit's Creek, have you? I don't, so I'm just going to take your word for it. It's not. But it was a, nominated for an Emmy. So many. I was so excited. I love that show. It's not a, an amazing impression, but it's getting there, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I also. Um, okay, so. Before we get into the film we're discussing today, I want to ask Ah, you- I don't want to. I'm scared. (laughs) Honestly, you should be. I have a lot to say. Um, (laughs) Do you consider yourself to be a TV person or a movie person? I don't know. You don't have to pick. Patrick, um, our last guest, Patrick Zanetti, who you know, um, famously, um, just- I decided that he was what we're calling bisexual when it comes to TV. (laughs) I consider myself um, very homosexual for TV, but I'll experiment with movies just for, just to have a more fully rounded life experience. I don't, okay. So the thing is, is that I, I love shows that, go on forever like Grey's Anatomy like that allows me to continuously be in these characters lives over and Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over because I get very obsessed and attached to the actor and I can't distinguish the two like when Sandra Oh left Grey's Anatomy I stalked her on Google Uh, I was like what's your Instagram what's your Twitter what's what's your social security number I need to know what you're doing when you're coming back if you're coming back why you left blah 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 I love Sandra Um, Whereas, like, movies will give you 
most of the time, the closure you need to let go of the characters, except for Twilight, which is another discussion we can go into. But that's no. a whole like <laughs> that's a series. But but like, like the Twilight the special, of- five weeks, just me and a new guest every week talking about a new Twilight film. <laughs> Midnight Sun, I think, came out like yesterday or recently. Ugh. Um but first of all that's blasphemy remember when that leaked online like seven years ago oh wow just wow wow Uh, um but 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 movies tend to give you some kind of closure that shows don't necessarily you don't see them coming anytime soon or like you could get a call the next day saying hey actually the show's not getting renewed so this is going to be the last season despite there not being any kind of conclusion for that. That's what happened to the, have you ever watched the Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV series from like the 70s? Yeah, that's what happened to them. And it happens to a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. I think think it was 90210 or something like that. The revival? Or the OG? The the, the original. I could be 100% wrong, but um, the, the, I was watching this thing on YouTube and this girl was like, yeah, on her way to set, they told her that the show isn't being renewed, so this season will be the last season. Oh my gosh. So, when I um, roll up to set and lose my mind, <laughs> mean it. I would be like, absolutely not. Actually, I'll still be coming to set. <laughs> Actually, I'll you. still be I'll still be here. <laughs> so you can either renew the show or put me on a new one. It'll just be self-tapes but still with the same title self-taping at like the warner brothers lot in a huge empty sound stage <laughs> me, and a, for you. me and a me and a you still have full security you still need full security <laughs> me a 20 dollar ring light from amazon my drive and 20 security guards yes that is that's all you need isn't that uh, what that's provided anyway yeah you would I think, think so uh, i like what you were saying though about getting closure from movies i don't think i've ever thought about it before but i do think that's the one thing i do like about movies more than tv is that movies i feel like tend to resolve in a more finite and in a way that makes sense versus like tv shows especially tv shows that go on for a while they have so much to wrap up and i think a lot of them often don't do an amazing job of it (laughs) gosh i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) never mind stop uh, but that definitely was not the ending people were looking forward to. Not at all. <laughs> so let's get into today's film. Um, you picked this film. You had yes. originally picked Meet Me in St. Louis. And then yes. oh, wait, I haven't said the title of the film. Today we're discussing um, <laughs> A Walk to Remember. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about why you picked this movie, like why it replaced Meet Me in St. Louis, which I was very excited to see and probably, but like, I w- I'm not going to watch it in my, in my free time. <laughs> I have to rewatch season four of Glee. I don't have time. Naturally. Meet Me in St. Louis. Priorities. Um, there wasn't any major reason as to why I picked A Walk to Remember over that movie. I just I am I haven't seen Meet Me in St. Louis so I didn't know if I was going to actually like it I didn't want to fully sit down through it and just be like ah 
and then talk <laughs> about it <laughs> and then yeah. talk about it for like an hour i mean because what if you I hated it? it what if i because that would have been interesting i wouldn't be very excited to do this i mean I'm, um i'm about to talk about a movie i hate but it's oh! <laughs> <laughs> i hate you but but no i i don't remember the first time i saw this movie i don't remember how old i was but i remember sitting in my couch um watching it and just being like died. and every time i i see it i'm just like i have to watch it like i can't flip through the channels and see a walk to remember and go watch the fucking food network oh my gosh am i allowed to, am i allowed to curse i'm so sorry yeah absolutely okay i have yeah. the little thing checked that it contains explicit language professional <laughs> also because otherwise i think apple Podcasts would have removed me from their platform <laughs> suitable mm. for ages seven and up <laughs> my goal in life is to just get kicked off apple Podcasts. i'm not gonna knock down your dreams babe um, but no, I've, I've loved this movie for a very long time. I never bothered to look up the reviews and the, the criticisms said about it, but apparently there are quite a few critiques. Oh yeah. Um, my heart breaks a little bit, but I think it's, I think it's such a sweet movie and it's, it's so pure and they're, they're so cute. And I love Shane West and that's where I discovered Mandy Moore. Uh, I will say that when I was watching it, I was like, this is a very Crystal movie. <laughs> I was like, I could see Crystal 12 years old, like younger than that. I cross-legged in cross-legged in front of the TV, too close. Drinking coffee. Drinking <laughs> coffee. Just being like, oh, she's a good Christian girl. And he's trying to mess up her life. I never once said those words. But sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, so let's get into some facts about the movie A Walk to Remember. So it was released January 25th, 2002, which for some reason that surprised me, mostly because it means we're in a very like recent post 9-11 world, mm-hmm. which I like couldn't, I was like, maybe would that contribute to it, like doing well at the box office because people want to go see something that kind of feels like, for the most part, hopeful. It's, it's an escapism kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I kind of like the same way like Mamma Mia did so well on Broadway right after um, the attacks because it was something like, lighthearted. It's like the just... epitome of escapism and the like stakes in Mamma Mia are so low. She like <laughs> wants to know who her dad is. She doesn't need like a liver transplant. She doesn't need to know who he is. Um, okay, the movie stars Shane West and Mandy Moore, who I love Mandy Moore so much. I thought her first film was Princess Diaries. I didn't realize this was her first film. I think Oh, her- she is in Princess Diaries. She's wow. Stupid Cupid, stop picking on me. Oh La- my gosh. Lana? Lana, yeah. yeah. Um, it's directed by Adam Shankman, who directed Hairspray, I believe. And he also directed a few episodes of Glee. He's a musical person. 
Um, screenplay screenplay is by Karen Jansen, based on the Nicholas Sparks novel. She uh-huh. hasn't uh-huh. written a whole bunch since. She wrote A Dolphin Tale, if that means anything to you. That pretty, sounds familiar, but I've I'm pretty never sure seen it's, it. I'm pretty sure it's one of those, like, overtly Christian films. It's like, my daughter fell in the ocean, and we thought she was going to die, but then God sent a dolphin named Pluto. Um, um sure the um it was produced by hunt lowry and denise denovi who denise has produced six tim burton films including a nightmare before christmas as well as four nicholas sparks film um she's also produced both sisterhood of the travelingly pants films um what a girl wants crazy stupid love and little and little women the 1994 movie and the 2019 movie so she oh wow aside from little women is very much like a rom-com type of producer um the film had a budget of 11.8 million dollars grossed 47.5 million Woo! Um, has a 27 percent rating on rotten tomatoes which again rotten tomatoes is a garbage website but i'm gonna say it 27 percent is generous for this film you're so disrespectful. And um, when commenting on the film in a 2010 article, Mandy Moore said, it was my first movie and I know people say it may be cliche and it's a cheerjerker or it's cheesy, but for me, it's the thing I'm most proud of. And I like that. I think she's sick in the brain for saying that, but... I think you're <laughs> sick in the brain. How is her... Oh, wait, when did Tangled come out? I was about to say, how is Tangled not her, the thing she's most proud of? I don't know. I'm not Mandy Moore. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, well, I'm you, not a Disney gal. Well, so. can you send an email to Mandy Moore at gmail.com? Yeah. It's actually Hotmail. <laughs> She's a child of her time, you know? Did you know that, like, when Mandy Moore first came on the scene, well, she was, like, singer first, and, like, she came out. I remember watching an Actors on, Ac- Actors, on Actors thing that, like, Hollywood Reporter does or yeah. whatever. It was her and Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think. And she was talking about how when she first came out on like the pop scene, it was around the same-ish time that Christina and Britney were coming out. Mm -hmm. So her like label really wanted her to be out there like dancing and like being like that pop girl. And she was like, that's, I don't dance. And apparently I haven't watched it, but apparently if you go back and watch her first music video, there's a lot of arms, not a lot of legs because the choreographer was like, these yeah, leg, these legs it. ain't it. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say something mean, but never mind. Please don't. We have no room to talk. <laughs> you have room to talk when it comes to the dancing. I have no room. And, well, it was gonna be mean towards you. So. <gasps> say it. <laughs> no, it just. I mean, it. It, I mean, it's it's say just it. something you would say. No, say I it. Don't. Say it. Fucking say I'm, it. I'm being attacked right now, and fucking, I don't appreciate it. say it. I dare I was you. just gonna. I was just gonna point out that that's something you would say because you can't dance. Oh yeah! If I ever become a pop star, my music videos are all arms. I will green screen my legs out. <laughs> Patrick as Bach on Broadway. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dream! Oh, he only dances in what a feel. Is that the song? No, wait. <laughs> what a feeling <laughs> is from Flashdance. Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> First of all, this is the second time. This is only the second podcast, but the second time I've mentioned Wicked. 
<laughs> but um, can you imagine if Glenda and Alphaba sang, Oh, what a feeling, please believe it. I'm sure they could rewrite the show. I think that's what they should do for the movie. Okay, anyways. Maybe for Broadway also. When Broadway comes back, we'll be seeing a new version of Wicked. It's so coming are- back next week. I'm sorry, you're trying to go off your podcast. Okay. What are your, like, overall thoughts on this film? I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I think it's, like I said earlier on, I think it's, like, super, super pure. I think movies tend to be this, like, Blam, bam, alakazam type of thing. <laughs> it's not necessary. Movies tend to be produced by Merlin himself, where things just randomly get fixed, and it kind of seems like it's magic. No, yeah, but like, really, like, I don't, you don't need all this like hoopla happening. It's yeah. just like a simple, gentle love story. And it takes place in freaking, what is it, Butte for North Carolina? Yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't know if Butefort is a real place. I'm not going to Google is. it. Okay. So I don't expect, you know, magic okay. things, magical things happening out of Butefort. But like, if this little story is a story of these two people or these two families um, going through life, and this is just so happens, this just so happens to be something that they're going through in high school and we get to kind of watch it happen or whatever. I think there's there's like delight and and sweetness in that. Um, it's kind of like an Annie Baker sort of play where it's just like we just so happen to be there and this is what's happening. And I like that. I don't. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved Pan's Labyrinth. I loved <laughs> Twilight. Um, and I loved Princess Diaries and like hell. The Ring is one of my favorite movies. But I think the simplicity of it all was just. It's so cute. And I love, so there's that. Yeah. I will say I (laughs) do, no, like I agree with your point. I do like how sweet the movie is. The movie doesn't really focus on a lot of negatives despite the overall- teenagers in high school. Yeah, despite the overall like negative um, kind of like, in the air I mean it's a Nicholas Sparks film you know someone's sick like well the movie was inspired by his sister yeah who actually had yeah but I mean okay someone dies in every Nicholas Sparks film I didn't realize this was like based on a Nicholas Sparks book and when his name came up I was like ooh who's gonna die who's gonna die I said who's gonna die who's gonna die I knew it was gonna be um either the lead guy or the lead girl. For the minute I thought it was going to be a fault in our star situation and she was going to be like, I'm sick. But then the day she like goes into remission, he like dies in a car accident. <laughs> That's where I and thought we were going. What happened to him? No. In a fault in our stars. No, in a fault in our stars, they, I think they're both sick. But hers like is seemingly terminal and his okay. doesn't come across that way. But ultimately it's him who passes away. Mm-hmm. shockingly enough though we're not discussing that film today um yeah I really did enjoy that the movie was sweetness I like that it kind of let these teenagers for a lot of the film like be teenagers mm-hmm. and like you can kind of you get the feeling that she's sick 
pretty early on in the movie, especially from the way that like they're doing her makeup. Like she always does look a little. She was really pale. And yeah. Like, dare I say pasty. Yeah, I kept um, thinking that, and then I was like, "Am I a bad person for thinking Mandy Moore looks ill?" Like, what if you in quarantine too? What if that just like be her face? <laughs> but um, yeah, I liked that. I also liked that she Mandy Moore's acting in this film is up for. Debate. I enjoyed everyone's acting. Actually, I really loved their their acting. I love the direction. I love their choices. Patrick's just not about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought Shane West was great, actually. Okay. I thought he was really good. Mandy Moore, I thought, was really good in some scenes. And in other scenes, I was like, you can tell this is her first, like, go at acting. But what I really liked was the way the character was written to be someone who is Christian, who, like, visibly looks, like, stereotypically, like, Christian, <laughs> but is ultimately, like still a like fully um developed like character and human being like she's like she was sassy like she could be a little snarky she like stood her ground her faith wasn't like a crutch and it wasn't something she was like using to cover up her like own insecurities it was it what it was just her faith and I liked that I feel like that's not the way like Christian teens get portrayed a lot like and my opinions of religion are all over the place but i i liked that i liked that she was just someone who was like yeah this is me i'm into it oh, for sure yeah for sure as a big fan did I also, you know sorry no sorry, go ahead. no um i, I would no love for you to speak i had no idea that the book actually takes place in the 50s yeah the i was movie. reading that it's much more contemporary and modernized. And I was like, oh. I think Nicholas Sparks was saying in an interview that when they were developing it, they really, Adam Shankman especially, the director, wanted it to be something that like modern teenagers could really Mm -hmm. um, relate to and kind of see themselves in. And I think they were worried that the 50s would kind of like exclude the audience they were going for, which I I get. even, Even with like the audience, it's like, how they would actually make the film elements that weren't exactly addressed in the film would I mean in the in the story would still need to be addressed because it's going on in the world yeah and I'm not going to delve into that but it, it, there are things happening in the world that will affect how someone lives their life and how they take their religion on a day-to-day basis and all that shenanigans yeah so i appreciate it being in the in the 90s yeah they also said um i don't remember which one of them said it that the reason they another reason they wanted to make it modern was like the opening scene with like the kids like being bad and like jumping off yeah they were like what kids were doing that was considered in the 50s 50s was not anywhere near that scope what would it what would like the equivalent of that be today Oh, like burning down a water tank. <laughs> um, I mean, if in, in protest, <laughs> you know, you'll get support. <laughs> like if, they, if you wanted to make a walk to remember today, which no one should, but if you were going to. Oh, I will send my headshot and resume. Police, I will be Belinda if need be. Who's Belinda? Gosh. 
Oh, baby. Belinda's the other girl that was like in love with Shane. <laughs> she sucks. She, I literally have in my notes, poor Belinda, poor Belinda, poor Belinda, poor Belinda. And then I have Belinda's a bitch. Oh, yeah. the scene where they broke up when he was like, no, seriously, it's over. And she was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Like, uh, get off my street. It was, wow. Poor um, Belinda. I feel like this film is very much like a Bush era film. <laughs> okay. Like, especially that scene. Like, I know like he had only been president for like, not even a year when this movie was being made. But just the scene where he is, where she's like, they're outside. It's before she's gotten really sick. And they're looking at the telescope. And she's like, are you trying to seduce me? And he's oh my like, gosh, I literally wrote about that. And he's like, are you seducible? seducible? And she goes, no. And he went, exactly. I was like, this is the most Bush bullshit oh I've ever gosh. seen. Look, I'm just going to say it. Obama would have let those kids fuck. <laughs> Obama would have no. given them a con. Obama would have given them a condom and a oh. safe set. Michelle. Michelle would have given them a condom, a banana, shown them how to do it, given them a safe sex talk, given them the number for counselors. Like, uh. I, I, I really, I don't know. Hashtag Obama lets kids fuck. I do not support this hashtag. When I run for president, I don't want this to come back up. (laughs) Please. Um, I do not support. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I Before this film started, I thought it was Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> I recently watched that. And I was just which, like, which I've is in Alabama? I should say Please? I've never I've never seen that film. But I know like the, why are you shocked? I've never seen anything. Like the, for the people, sorry, this isn't a visual medium. medium. Crystal just gasped <laughs> when I said I had never seen Sweet Home Alabama. I just know the like poster. It's like Reese like sitting on a, it's like red. And Reese is like sitting on a suitcase, right? Is Reese in that film? Is that a different film? No, Reese is in that film, but I thought there was an apple in there. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. know what the poster looks I'm like. Just seeing the color red, I don't know, but I think I, there is red in there. For some for reason, sure. I thought that movie was called A Walk to Remember. No, like I truly had no idea what this movie was. I didn't realize Mandy Moore was in it until it like her face came up on Netflix, and I was like, "Ain't that that tangled lady?" <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Um, do you want to go through some more general notes before we get to our segment of questions? Do you have anything, any other thoughts to share? I'm just going to share all of my notes, if you don't mind. Oh, from absolutely. To how many? Wait, how many is it? I don't, I don't know how many it is because oh, it's, it's just bulleted. But I will, I will try to skip over the stupid, stupid ones. Wait, can I show you <laughs> um, something? Yeah. In huge letters on my note in my notes, I just wrote, "When do they walk?" It was the walk of um down the aisle. I realized said, that when it yeah. happened in the last two minutes of the film. Okay, another thing is that the end song for the film "Cry" by Mandy Moore has all of the right vowels <laughs> at first for the song to be called a walk to remember, but then it gets to the chorus. It, like literally, the song starts with, "It was September." My pronouns are she, her. I walk to go on. And then the chorus is just cry, I cry, I cry. I was like, no, the song needs to be called A Walk to Remember. Well, it's not. It was really upsetting. That's just something you're going to have to take to your grave. 
I'm sorry. Absolutely not. This movie is not allowed anywhere near my grave. I'm filing a restraining order. I will bury you. I will bury you with a DVD. (laughs) Put the poster of Shane West holding Mandy Moore on my tombstone. Oh my gosh. I'll pay my- A walk to remember's biggest fan. (laughs) He died remembering their walk. (laughs) Who died on his walk to remember. (laughs) Okay, so once it opens up, I'm like, is this how suburbia lives? Like all this teenage recklessness. My mother would never let me. Um, um, when it first opened up, I wrote down, these kids could all be the same kids in movies made today with hooligans. They look exactly, yeah. they look like the same kids that are in every movie. When a movie starts with kids like sitting on their cars being like, <laughs> drugs let's do something bad. <laughs> that girl's <Alcohol>. slut <laughs> there was this one guy that literally had probably two lines throughout the entire movie I don't think he actually had a name he was probably just like misfit number three um it was Shane's character yeah let's just call him by the character's name it was Landon it was Eric. great name by the way hot name sexy name Landon love it yes okay I'm gonna carry on now <laughs> Eric I think the other guy's name was Crane or something and then it was this other dude that didn't have a name nobody ever actually addressed him he was just there with like his yeah. one-liners after everyone not, else's monologues you're not talking about the bully who like no bites no, him in it, the cafeteria no no, no. Oh. He, I think his name is Crane or something I could be wrong um that sounds about there right was a, there was a fourth guy there was a fourth not the one who like gets hurt no no he will be number five exactly i like noticed him for the first time and i was watching it again and i was just like i I hope you got a good paycheck (laughs) because you're still here like he's practically in all their scenes i mean that's at least Um, like two days of filming i'm curious to know how long this took to to film that was on the wikipedia page but i didn't write it down Oh, well, I don't think it was I long. Didn't read it. Well, they did use a lot of the same sets, though. Apparently, because they actually did from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Oh my Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I and watched some... Dawson's Creek. Too. I did not. All I know is when I was discovering my sexuality as a young child, that like small clip of Chad Michael Murray like leaving the locker room with no clothes. Oh. <laughs> And I just remember seeing that on YouTube once and being oh not knowing gosh. like what it was making me feel, but being like, <laughs> this is good. What is this feeling <laughs> so sudden and new? Oh, what a feeling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, a mashup of, the... <laughs> imagine a glee mashup of what is this feeling? No, and, oh, no, 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 no. I love it. I, well, no. Calling Ryan Murphy right now. He's doing another thing. We are not talking about a walk to remember, but he is doing another um, film, I think, with Sarah Paulson called Ratchet or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's a Netflix, like, limited series or something. Oh, okay. Does it have anything to do with One One Flew? Yeah, it's like a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. Oh, my gosh. I remember reading that in high school, and I was just like, this is so good. And watching the movie and just being like, this is too good. I've never seen that either. Oh my gosh, Jack Nicholson. You need to tune in for next week's episode as Patrick watches One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
Okay, so a walk to remember, <laughs> which apparently we keep forgetting. Um, Interesting. Shut, it's buried in my heart. It is hidden in my heart, so I don't need your validation, okay? Um, I loved how she was like, let's go back to the dance. I want to dance. And he's like, you know I don't dance. And I was like, oh, foreshadowing. Um, I have in caps, love, shame. Um, and then when they were about to jump into the whatever water thing i was like is this what the peer pressure commercials were alluding to because there were these commercials back in the day that were like if you call someone gay do you know what you're saying and i'm like who the fuck is saying that like that doesn't oh make my any gosh. sense Hil- do you remember that hillary duff one where she's like that's the one you know you're that's wearing exactly that skirt as a top one. right it's amazing how hillary duff cured um homophobia she and, did. It, and it doesn't exist anymore it doesn't it's not real um it's a thing of the past that ended in the early 2000s um but it was just like wow this is so being a new yorker but also being like an african child watching like other teenagers do i guess stereotypical teenage things just seems what the fuck this is what your parents allowed you to do i have a question for you I might have an answer. As a black woman, how did you feel? Did you feel like the one black character in the film <laughs> was like portrayed in this really like grossly stereotypical, like overly sexualized way? Like every single one of his lines is like, hey, Landon, don't worry. Cause then we're all just gonna go and suck a lot of pussy. And it was oh just- Oh my gosh. I was just wow. like, this is- I definitely I definitely noticed the two black people that were in the film I was just like there's one there's two and there's me oh not um wait I'm being dead serious there was another person of color (laughs) in this film it was the girl Jamie was tutoring so when Lewis the boy Shane was tutoring said this is bullshit or whatever and he walked away and she had her camp that was like her first uh, cameo yeah and jamie and her she didn't have a name her and jamie like look up and look at each other just like what the hell is happening that's that's when she first oh wait yeah and wasn't the kid landon was tutoring also a person yeah oh absolutely amazing i love that the two kids in the film that we see that need tutoring are people of color and they're being tutored by the lovely white people love my white saviors although i did love the part where his mom was like you've got tutoring and then you get there and you realize he's the tutor i also wrote like why is he smart enough to be tutoring children is he smart like it doesn't matter that they're in middle school or junior high how do we know he has the grades to be tutoring someone else i mean he's presented as smart throughout like the entire film but he's also doing this dumb shit this may come as a shock to you, but sometimes smart people are dumb. No, I did not get any indication that he had some kind of like brain in his head. But there's the scene where she's like do like doing something in like the gym and he's like mopping up and she's like, What is this kiss? What is this? And none of them know. And then he's like, It's a rectangle. Or well, whatever. I don't know. That's that's after the fact because he's just been a set. First of all, his punishment is to tutor and then be the lead in the freaking school musicale. 
Also, I love that the movie presents theater as a punishment. I was like, this is accurate. Literally, like, what are we doing? How is this, how is this allowed? Is this This, what we're doing in middle America? This movie said abolish theater. I I cannot, I cannot. But you don't, up until that scene, you're not told, okay, Landon has some brains. Later on, when he's like telling you what the hell an isosceles triangle is, and figure out algebra and and decides that he wants to go to med school and he's building a whole telescope then you get the sense oh wow okay so he actually has like a fully developed brain perhaps but you don't get that beforehand i felt like you did but i mean i don't know to each their own i did aside from like the major white savior vibes i did like the basketball scene with him like using basketball to like uh-huh. teach him triangles. And then at the end of it, he's like, all right, now fuck this shit, let's play. And cue music. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> and then it's just sounds. a quick zoom in on Mandy Moore's face as she looks outside the window. <laughs> I also liked the progression of Mandy Moore's hair throughout this film. Like you knew girl was getting more wild the minute she lost her pony. I didn't notice that. No, I didn't even. Um, I have here, poor Belinda, poor girl. No, Belinda smart sucks. enough to shoot her kids. Um, why is she holding the Bible on this this bus when he's like when she goes to sit next to him on the bus uh, and yeah, gets yeah, back yeah. to the school? I'm like this. This felt like an unnecessary prop. Yeah, that her entire vibe in that scene. Her entire vibe does not scream. I'm the type of Christian person that walks around with a Bible like. Whoa, sorry, just hit my mic. Like, with a Bible, like, between my arms. Like, her vibe screams, like, I leave my Bible at home because, like, why would I bring it everywhere with me? I just, I didn't, I didn't see the reason why it had to be there. I was like, oh. Okay. No, I agree. There was no need for Talk that. Talk about hammering the Christianity into her. Um, yeah, that yeah. felt like, that felt like she was just just had the bible with her just like for the sake of him being able to be like whatever like line is written for like hide behind your book or something like that yeah like karen jansen just said this line is too clever i will sacrifice (laughs) character for this line (laughs) um no for sure i i it's just like you're not allowed to indicate in acting too much but like is that something that's extended to the prop team as well? Maybe it should be. Maybe it should be. Um, I was also confused as to why he was following her into the graveyard in the whatever time of night it was. It's just like, if you see homegirl walking into a graveyard with a backpack, why would you get out of your car and go follow her? When Mind I, your damn business. This was like around the time where I was like, okay, cool, Mandy Moore's character is the character that dies. When she was walking into the graveyard, I was like, is she going to visit her future plot? Oh my god! I was like, "What's happening here?" I mean, I, I they never like addressed when and how her mother died. So at first, I think when I first saw the movie, I thought she was like visiting her mom's grave. But now yeah, that I'm too. older and wiser, I'm just like, "Oh, there's no there's, mention of her." There's also when her dad and is like forcing her to leave the play oh excuse me musical 
early. Yeah, it wasn't like, a play. It was a musical. Also, but also there's a woman with them. What are you talking about? Like, like, so her dad is like forcing her out early because he like didn't like. I assumed because he didn't like the way she was dressed or didn't like that they kissed or whatever. He was uncomfortable. But there's a woman with them. At the end of the show? Yeah. Like walking away with the three of them as she like, I feel like she was blonde or something. She could have been the um, the director. Was it the director? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, there isn't like another strange lady until the end of it that's her caretaker that's his caretaker but i don't i don't recall this lady yeah i don't know speaking of the play the fuck the musical the song she sings sucks i love that it is so boring i shit you not i'm like i'm gonna have this song at my wedding it's already in my playlist it is so boring i wish wish they had just why didn't they just do no never mind I was gonna say why didn't they just do like a pre-written musical it's because they didn't have the budget Patrick I shit you not I literally wrote where is it where is it um why why didn't they do a regular uh, musical they have enough white people to do so (laughs) I'm gonna take a wild guess and say it's because the movie had a budget of 11 million dollars which for a movie is small and they were probably like we're not wasting this money on the rights to a sunny day or whatever that musical called, <laughs> or like or like wish you were here there um apparently in the book the play i think it's a play that they do it is about like this dad that loses his kid or something with his kid but they were scared that the if they kept that part of the book that they would bring some kind of parallels between Jamie's dad and the dad from the play yeah and say oh he's not a good dad and it's just like no he he is a good dad the director wanted him to be looked at as a good father yeah so that's interesting I think I want to read the book maybe we'll see um I nothing but trouble and cheap spats I say go for it. Um, Nicholas Sparks, <laughs> just the sound of his name makes me feel ill. I hate you. I hate you. I, I the amount of times I've said I hate you in this podcast, like, why? Why? I don't know. Why? Why? Because you're giving me bullshit. Maybe it's because, you, maybe it's because you love me. That's not it. <laughs> um, I thought it was bold of him to assume that she wants to be with him, too back when they were on campus and she he was like oh yeah scared because you want to be with me also i was like that's especially after he was just kind of like awful to her also i thought the whole play thing was gonna be a bigger part of the movie it's over within the like first 30 minutes (laughs) i would have loved to watch the rehearsal process a little bit more you know instead you just instead you just get one of several montages Um, I was really hoping that the sweater that he gave her was Chanel, but I guess her dad was upset that it wasn't a Chanel sweater. So that's why he disapproved of the whole thing. Um, I have this in bullying. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It was, if it's not a Chanel sweater, ladies, don't it. Take has it has nothing to do with later in the film where he's like, your behavior is sinful. And I'm like. No. What? She the went to dinner. 
Um, but Linda, this is why you're alone. She probably did some more dumb shit. Um, I love that he like was there to give her a hug after, you know, her fake nudes were spread around school, which also is that, is that's not, that's not child pornography. Right? Like, where were the adults in this school? Yeah, literally. I feel like, like, you would be expelled for doing something like that. You wouldn't just be suspended. I feel like that would constitute child pornography. It's, it was, it was terrible. It was disgusting. And I'm like, where are your, where are your, your leaders? Where's the principal? Who is manning (laughs) the Where are your leaders? (laughs) Literally. What is that from? Um, Where are your leaders? It could be Toy Story. Or maybe you came up with it. I don't know. No, it's definitely I'm picturing the little, I'm picturing like the little aliens. The little like hand claw. The claw. The ones yeah. Who, yeah. I don't There's definitely a from, Gaga but... song where she says like, take me to your leader. Okay, anyways. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Um, I love that he fucking decorated her entire front porch with flowers. Like the most I've ever gotten was socks. Um, I learned, I love that he learned how to dance. Um, I love the song Someday We'll Know. I want a boy to build me a telescope, even though I'm not actually interested in science or astrology whatsoever. Also because you live in New York and you cannot see the stars. We don't have, we don't have nighttime. Actually, I mean... Around my area, yeah. I can kind of see stars. Um, I, I realized that so I realized that a lot of my favorite movies involve the girl being in the hospital, and I was just like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> you love to see other women being taken down. <laughs> I'm just, I, I think I need to find a local therapist and try to work this out. Um, <laughs> Because it doesn't, there's, there's something going on there, but yeah, that was, that was that. I loved that he didn't give her, that she didn't give him a Bible when she was in the hospital. Why is she giving him gifts? Like she's the one in the hospital. It doesn't make sense. But oh, yeah, sure, also when whatever. she gave him like her mother's like old journal or whatever, I was like, yeah, you don't think your dad would like that and maybe find a little bit more solace in it. Than this boy you've known for what appears to be three days. This is senior year or junior year. I, I no senior, it's senior year. Yeah. Where were the SATs? Where was was College Board involved? When were acceptance letters being given out and and rejection letters being you know taken? Into I think account? it's like early in the year though, because he asked her like what colleges she's applying to, and you're. Like still deadlines aren't until December. And also the beginning of the film, they're like, let's go back to the dance, which makes me think it's like homecoming. Do okay. I could be hundred percent wrong here, but like, is there also homecoming and prom? Yeah, but prom's at the end of the year. So but both of them still happen. Yes. Okay. And is homecoming allowed? I mean, is prom like for everyone or is it just for seniors? I think it's different for all schools like my school prom was for the seniors and juniors but you could go as a freshman or sophomore if you were invited by a junior or a senior yeah my prom was only seniors and you could go if (laughs) the senior invited you 
See, prom should be, prom should be only seniors. It just it makes sense, but I mean, if you're especially if you're having homecoming too, like, but stay home. You already got a dress this year. Um, I was also curious about the water imagery that kept like happening. Like it, we were always panning over some body of water. There was always water, 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 water. Oh, that's and I was true. like, is this supposed to mean something? I did not pick up on it at all. Um, so I was curious to know if you had any thoughts about that, but I guess you don't. No, I think they just were trying to fill time. And they were like, <laughs> we need more B-roll. <laughs> and they were just like, let's just, after Shane, like, Let's like let's have Shane sigh and then we'll just pan over to the water. I I mean I enjoyed it. It was beautiful. Um and it was actually filmed in North Carolina. Yeah. But not Butteford, North Carolina. <laughs> this movie just has my final like note before we um take our break is just that this movie has big 2002 energy. I love it. It's so pure. I don't that's not what I meant sure okay if anything I think it's like falsely pure I think it's the reality of some people though I mean that's the thing like you can I we can easily I sound like a hotep but you can easily make the argument that like oh this movie it, it does suck in terms of its diversity I'm gonna talk on its diversity it sucks and it's that in that sector but like that's the reality for a lot of people. I can say that I won't say her name, but my roommate at one point, it was pointed out to me that I may be the first black friend she's ever had. There are people living in their pure white world. Oh. There are people living in their pure, not pure, but like predominantly black world. People living in yeah, their like, predominantly Hispanic or Asian worlds. They're like so, com- they're communities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you grew up in Virginia, so you have a better sense of how, like, the South and slow pacedness and high school life is in the suburbs and whatnot. Yeah, but, but I grew like up in a, I, like, grew up in a part of Virginia that was a little bit more diverse. Not super okay. diverse, but it, like, but yeah, no, I know, I know these communities, like the one that is portrayed in this film i mean it just i think there's a world where that is what someone you know experienced and it's kind of sweet but there might be some shitty things about it but it was it was it's just a love story between two teenagers like i don't want anything more than that it's fine If you say so. I hate you. Okay, we're going to take a super quick little break. And then we'll be back. Bye. Okay, welcome <gasps> back. Um, we are now at the segment of... This is a show called The Red Carpet, where I ask some questions. As we all know famously from last week, I hate the title of this segment. I want to think of something new. If you're listening and you have an idea for what this segment could be called, please reach out. Um, I would love a new name for this. I do not 
know why it's called the red carpet. I simply couldn't think of anything else. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions <laughs> about the film and we're just going to discuss our answers. Okay, so my first question is review the movie in five words. So this could either be a five word sentence or just five different adjectives or like small remarks. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay, my five word review <laughs> is there was not enough walking. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna block it's you It's a walk this. to remember yet there's a lot of driving. I hate you. I hate you so much. Where? <laughs> when do the lies stop? When will the media stop lying? <laughs> when he drives her to the border and she's like standing between, you know, the border. I was just okay. like, oh. Okay, great. Then the movie should be called A Stand to Remember. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, I think in five words, um... You can also just do five adjectives. Oh, this is so boring. Though. For an example, you could be like bad, boring, unrealistic. You're <laughs> an asshole. Um, it was, I think it was sweet. I think it's such a chick flick. I think it's literally, it makes you want to like throw up in a good way. <laughs> um, two more. I think it's a classic. Oh, okay. Did I say pure already? I'm going to go with pure. I love I, I, all things pure. It's just, that's, yeah. Again, all pure. I stand by what I said. This is a very you film. I'm just a really pure girl. That's it. Sure. Okay. Our next question is who deserved better? What this means is like either what character or what actor <laughs> or what plot do you deserve better i have two answers one of them is the fact that the cutest actor in the movie almost dies within the first five minutes and then we only see him only see him in one other scene that's homophobic and i did not appreciate it no he's the cutest one you're entitled to your opinion that's that's it um, the other person that I think deserved better is <laughs> the sophomore who wrote the school musical. Eric Yeah, I'm just going to say it. Overconfident sophomores are the backbone of this nation. <laughs> They're the only reason anything is getting done. You know, you, an overconfident sophomore will start a petition. We'll get the school musical to be fucking rent or legally blonde. I'm picturing um, someone so specific, but I can't say his name. I'm thinking of all the 25 overconfident sophomores I went to school with who like became assistant stage manager sophomore year and all of a sudden like thought they had like the power of God in their hands and were like, everybody needs to shut up or I'm taking away all your phones. Okay, I'm pretty sure you're a minor. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the next, you know, best position to have. But also, overconfident sophomores, only thing that's keeping us going at this point. I wake up for them. I wake yeah. up because of them. Okay, so who sure. or what do you think deserved better? I think Eric and Belinda deserved so much better. 
I think Eric was a fun time. He was a character I would have really loved to delve deeper into. Um, and Belinda, she's, she's really just some heartbroken girl who she tells Jamie that like, it's okay. Uh, Landon and I have been broken up since I don't know when. It's fine that she can go out with him. And Jamie's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She doesn't even get enough respect to be talked about in their new relationship, sort of say. That like, hey, I used to go out with Belinda, but she. I mean, but were Landon and Belinda really going out, or were they just like having well, sex? From a female's perspective, they were doing pretty much enough. Perhaps it didn't have a label title on it or whatever, but it was enough to get this heart, this girl's heart broken, and sure. that's just that's so sad. I think she deserved better. And I hope she found true love in the end. Maybe she went off to college and did something amazing and she found the love of her life in the library or something, you know? I don't know. I hope the other girl in their friend group found her eyebrows. Oh my gosh. The take one here. Here you go. Have one. That chick. Yeah. She Uh, was quite the interesting one. Our next question is, did we need that? That's the moment or character or plot line where it happened or it kept happening and you went, did we need that? I think, I mean, I already said that I thought the the scene on the bus with her talking to Landon about how she hides behind her book and having the Bible prop. I thought that was absolutely unnecessary. So that's um, her, did we need that? Her having yeah. the Bible on the bus? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Mine is the 25 different montages throughout the film. If you took out every montage in this film, it's 30 minutes long. No, it's not. Yes. It, they, every, especially in like the last, in like the third act, there is a montage every other scene. (laughs) And you hear a song that's like, birds fly, fly far. Birds fly to the moon. And it's just him building a telescope. Like, Yes, oh. Patrick, have you ever had a boy build you a telescope? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever built a telescope. No, because I know damn no. well you wouldn't. But has a boy ever built you a telescope? No, and if he did, I would sue. I don't well, believe this is- in exploring space. I think we need to address the problems that are happening in front of us and around us. <laughs> I'm Hashtag fuck space travel. <laughs> I was thinking about, I was thinking about. This episode um, is brought to you by the Elon Musk and the Space Force. How during Trump's campaign, he was like, we're going to have space exploration. And I'm like, okay, are we now? Sure. Um, and people were so like hardcore for it. They're like, yeah, space exploration explore space like what are we gonna do fucking colonize it yes i think they would truly rather colonize space than they would address the problem the effects of colonization that's happening in front of them the like systemic racism we have in this world the actual ecological issues that would require people to change their business practices Baby, no, no, no. We're not um, doing that. 
So the next part of this is an award. It's called the I Didn't Know They Were In This slash Wait, Who Is That Award? This award goes out to the Missy Piles of the world. Like I said last episode, you know who they are. When you see their face, you go, I know exactly who this actor is. What is their name? You Google them, you know their face. You still don't know what you've seen them in. So then you have to go to their Wikipedia page, scroll down to their filmography and go, now where do I know you from? This is who, this is what this award is for. This is who this award is for. I have my answer. My answer is Adam Shankman. He makes an appearance as the nurse that's wheeling Jamie out of her room when Landon comes in and her dad's like, your dad's paying for at-home care. And that was when I was like, what does his dad do? But yeah. I didn't know Adam Shankman directed the film yet. I just saw him and was like, I know that's Adam Shankman. Like, what does he have to do with this? Was he just in North Carolina? Like, (laughs) and and then I was thinking maybe him and Mandy are friends because she was a singer, like was forced to dance. Maybe he choreographed for her. I don't know. But yeah, that was my, I didn't, that's my recipient of the, I didn't know they were in this award. Um, Daryl Hannah. The mom. Carter's mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just like, your face is familiar, but from where? And then um, the Reverend Peter Coyote. Coyote. Oh, he's the Oscar man, right? Sure. Not Oscar. Uh, for, for the listeners, not Oscar <laughs> Meyer Wieners. Like, I think he did the original <laughs> announcements that they broadcasted Oscars. Really? Thing. honestly you said oscar and i was just like he was not the voice of oscar proud what are you talking about um so very different people oscar are taking that matters, oscar the oscar that matters the most oscar proud the literally go oh we could review that too did you I see netflix it. is getting sister sister yes it is i was surprised to, to find <laughs> out that sister sister wasn't disney yes it so my I'm not modern family sister sister was a ABC family show that's where it originally aired I think and then Disney because ABC and Disney I think Disney owns ABC or something when mm-hmm. they they started like airing it on Disney at some point like after the oh. show ended I don't think Disney ever like aired new episodes I'm pretty sure it was always like syndication and reruns oh huh. well you learn something new every day. I think that might, that could all be false. <laughs> Don't quote you on that. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought for like the first 30 minutes that Daryl Hannah was Patricia Arquette. <laughs> I could see that. I could see where you would get that confusion. I was watching it and I was just like, wow, good for Patricia Arquette doing her like charity, <laughs> charity for the year, doing a Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate you. Uh, um, How, predictable okay so next we have the me moment this is the moment in the film where you went (laughs) that's me for me it's every time the dad was too entrance (laughs) (laughs) he makes some joke at some point and like landon has barely finished his line and then he goes nope that's jesus (laughs) i love that line and he's, oh he's too early and then another time he comes out of the door like so early and it's just like damn it but he's 
running. Ooh. He released a solid like five seconds too early. Like they're not even fully. I don't even remember what scene it is, but like whatever he's responding to hasn't fully happened. Yeah, Jamie said that she's not. She's basically not going to hang out with him because she doesn't want to be secret friends. And then she slams the door on him, and then Jay, uh, Landon is like damn it but then he comes out too early and i was literally yes, trying to yes, justify yes, yes, yes. that moment i was just like does he sense that he's still on the porch is he like worried he's gonna do something like, it's landon who says damn it not the dad right okay yeah, yeah. oh my gosh that's, so that's, that's me amazing. every time it's <laughs> too early from something because it's so it's so much and i'm like oh my like, gosh that couldn't have been the best take <laughs> <laughs> Was it just poor editing, or did they just truly? But you can't, you you can't edit that part. Like the camera is on the both of them. Yeah, but there had to have been another take where he wasn't earlier, right? No, that was it. <laughs> no one noticed. I I do I will say I really love watching anything where the camera's on like actor A and then when actor B is just basically when the camera's on the other person that's not talking and you see you notice the differences in their 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 posture or the reaction and it's like when you said that line you were your hand was on your face and now that that line is being repeated like in another with a different camera angle you're like sitting down there's there's some discrepancy here what is going on but I love finding that in shows. Um, I will say my me moment was definitely the, are you seducible? And she was like, no, I would have said no, but probably ended up like pregnant that night. I just, I thought the, are you seducible was just great. Cause that's, I would find myself in such a predicament. I did, say no. I did think it was cute. <laughs> I won't lie. You did think it was what? I did think it was cute. And especially his response, like I, and I'm sure it is realistic. I'm sure there are like straight men that are that. um, Wholesome? They exist. Not even wholesome, but like respect, respectful. Yeah, I believe it. Who are like, I may not feel the same way you do about like a physical relationship, but I like you so much that I respect you. For sure. Yeah. And that's what I think you need to find. This entire episode has actually been an intervention. <laughs> it's a personal ad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by God. Oh, I freaking wish. Okay, wish. so... Uh, okay, so next. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> plan a sequel. No. Or a spinoff. No, I don't think... See, the thing about films that we talked about earlier on is that they give you the closure that you need. Sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you don't like how it's ended, but it's the end of that story. And I don't think I necessarily want to continue on with Landon's life. I don't want to continue on with Belinda's life. I don't want to continue on with Eric. I don't want to continue on with the Reverend. I don't care about his mom. I don't care about um, the girl with the bad eyebrows. I don't care about the kid that almost died on the jumping off of the thing. Like, that's that is... And that's the story of Butte for Connecticut, Butte for North Carolina. I'm okay with going to Montgomery, Alabama now and but learning about the two other kids' life stories. Let me make it very clear. I also do not want this story to continue. <sighs> I don't think it should have been told in the first place. But <sighs> if you had to, like for me, I think I would take 
um, Eric, the overconfident sophomore, and <laughs> cute boy that almost um, died jumping off the thing, have them graduate, have them move to NYU. Be- but they're not even in the same be year. Roommates, be roommates. Yes, they are. In my sequel, they are. Um, have them move to NYU together, be roommates in some dorm. The one who jumped off the thing starts like exploring his sexuality and Eric helps him through it because the other guy's deeply religious and is like, how can I be gay, but also love God? Who is deeply religious? And Eric's the kid that jumped off the thing. I've decided he is in my sequel. And Eric being an overconfident sophomore, even as a freshman in college is a good friend and helps him through that and helps him see that they're not in Beaufort, Beaufort, Buffet, North Carolina. <laughs> You're not in Buffet, North Carolina anymore. And in New York, the city of dreams, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. He, you can, he can express his sexuality. And I'm cast as the love interest. <laughs> and that's my sequel. I mean, I'm going to kind of rip you off there. I guess I would be very interested as to whether or not, what was his name? Eric? Eric was in my sophomore? Yeah. Yeah, I would be very interested to see if he goes on to write a Tony Award winning musical. If he develops this into something much bigger than what it was. He grew up to be center. He grew up to be Pasek of Pasek and Paul. There it is. He said, I'm leaving through window. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, and our final question. Does it go in the vault? Like, if you, of the movies that you think should be preserved for future generations to see that really define their genre or defi- like define their performances, define a certain actor... Do you think this movie is worthy of going in a vault? I'm not. I'm not saying my answer because I think it's very clear. (laughs) There was that scene where Shane was crying to his dad, and I noticed that well, Landon was crying to his father, and Shane, the actor, was holding, like gripping, clawing at his dad's like shirt, and you could really see his face in the camera and it was just like how much of this is Shane wanting to be on screen and (laughs) I think seeing I I don't watch a lot of things that they're in like I don't watch This Is Us but I did watch Salem that had Shane West in it and I loved it but he always played it seems like he's always cast as like this hard tough guy and I think this really showed a softer side of him and him just like crying was like that was like the, the, the drama reel that he needed to give to his agent to prove that like, look, I can be more than just the bad boy. Like I can be the heartbroken <laughs> guy too. His manager convinced him to do this. <laughs> Shane, we gotta- We need a softer gotta, side of you. gotta start convincing people that you can do more. So what we're gonna do is cast you in this movie where you start off like mm-hmm. kind of doing the same thing you always do. But then exactly. after the first 10 montages- you Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Shane, 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 put down <laughs> the stapler. Hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. This is what Shane, that's boom. Shane, Shane, 
Shame. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, I'm so sorry for this. But no, honestly, I was just like, is is this like camera hogging? Is he really in the moment? Like, what is happening here? Um, I think for that reason. Okay, and the award for longest explanation to most simple question goes. <laughs> thank you so much. This is just, I would like to thank my mom and my dad and my brother and my sister and my brother in Ghana, and my sister in Ghana. And my sister okay, you're cut for time. What is your answer? <laughs> yes, I think it belongs in the vault. Because I think it was a nice career-defining thing for <laughs> Shane West. He might, you know, say otherwise. I think Mandy I Moore think, was a star. Otherwise. Shut up. Um, and I think it's it's so sweet. And it's like you don't <laughs> you don't get a lot of films where it's not just like, oh my gosh, we're teenagers over horny, we're gonna go at it. Like Christians are horny period but that just <laughs> <laughs> hashtag christians are horny too they are but like it's not it's it's not the driving force for everyone to go and like be in this relationship and find this this person and just like sleep with them it's not and it doesn't come up at all and anyone that actually knows me knows like my stance and views on certain things and it's refreshing to see that sex isn't brought up at all in this movie and I think that's how it is in some people's lives still too and I think it's important to show that I mean thank you it is brought up a few times the seducible part yeah and when they and and Eric not Eric the friend is saying that Belinda gives a lot of blowjobs or something but not it, it's it's brought up in the sense that like it's around you in the in the world obviously sex is around you like you're you're people are walking around with dicks and tits and all this shit Thankfully. but it's not it's not brought up like in their actual relationship like he's falling for her purely for her selfishly yeah. what he's doing for what she's doing for him but like for her Sure. And she's just like, look, bro, <laughs> you <laughs> ain't know this, but I'm about to bounce in a couple months. And it's, it's not, it's not anything like just, she's not in a rush to lose this thing, to sleep with anyone. She's just like, look here, I'm here not for a long time. And I'm okay with not having a, a great, great, great time. But it's I okay. was, if I was dying, if I had a terminal illness and someone fell in love with me, First of all, I would worry that they also had a terminal illness, but <laughs> I would look at them and be like, hey, babe, I have to tell you something. I've got an expiration date. And it's coming up quick. <laughs> um, I think this movie could go in a vault if the vault is full of every copy of this movie that exists, oh. and then the vault is thrown into the ocean. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys just listened to the decay of our friendship. Yeah, actually, I've just followed, I've just unfollowed Crystal on all social media. Oh, baby, you've been unfollowed. We, were, we weren't <laughs> Facebook friends for the longest. Um, Crystal, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Crystal, I know we're living in the middle of a global pandemic and there's not really a lot going on, but do you have anything to promote? Um, 
listen to your friends when they're saying something is anti-Semitic, when they're saying something is racist, when they're saying something is homophobic. If they actually are Jewish, a person of color or gay, they might actually know what they're talking about. That's it. Damn. That was deeper than I thought we were going to go. Crystal, do you want to share your social media handles or anything? Um, I don't really, sure. It's and tell your car. You could put it in the bio or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can find Crystal on Instagram at Ento Your Car. You can find me on Instagram at one of the Patrick Howards and on Twitter as one of the Pats. Um, <laughs> I just deleted my TikTok today, so you cannot find me there anymore. I really wanted to be a TikTok queen this quarantine season, but 